be running a fucking underground gambling ring in high school. I would be like, okay, over under, how many dicks are we seeing at the end of the year? No, 100%. This is the thing that like the upperclassmen in your homeroom is like, all right, kids. So here's the thing. The basketball guys are all a bunch of assholes. Um, But here's the catch. In six months, we're going to see some of their balls. and It's going to be great. Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm the podcast that Layla co-hosts. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Um, and this week, we kick off summer with an anime sports sampler. Before we accidentally become the best cyclists in high school, remember you can help us unmortify the legitimacy quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for a monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Avatar Watch. Avatar Oh no! <laughs> it's, it can't be! It's been so soon! I will fly with you. Hi, welcome everybody to uh, <laughs> welcome welcome to Avatar Watch, um, our segment uh, within our podcast where we talk about James Cameron's Avatar, namely Way of the Water, which is an impending threat looming over us. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is impending and it is a threat. <laughs> hey, so let's talk about what we found out this week, um, which is that Sigourney Weaver, who died in the original 2009 James Cameron Avatar, she died. Sigourney sure Weaver, did. who is a woman of some age. Um, is coming back aboard the Avatar franchise to play Neytiri and Jake Sully's teenage daughter, Kiri. Teen daughter. She's I mean, like, listen, I love Sigourney Weaver. I think I she's a remarkable her. actress. Remarkable. This is a choice. This is a choice. And she basically, in an interview, she said, well, um, I still remember what it's like to feel awkward and out of place, so I'm just grateful to James Cameron for giving me the opportunity to explore this side of my acting. How old do you think Sigourney Weaver is? Uh, She's in her 60s, 70s. Early 70s, 73. She is 72 years old. (laughs) Look at me with the guessing. um, Listen, we love that for Miss Weaver. We love that she does get to explore her you know the times when she's felt uncomfortable um it is a choice to make her play a a biracial (laughs) alien teen yes named kiri um and people i saw some speculation online that because she has eyebrows like uh like all the human made navi do uh she's like some sort of I don't know, he may- she's their adoptive daughter. I think that's very important to mention. Oh, she's their- so she's not genetically related to... She's not... Hmm. Fake Navi plus real Navi hybrid. Ah, oh, damn it. All right. There's got to be one of them in there. We, um, I can't... The speculation is going to kill me until we get the weird reveal in two months that's like, okay, so Jake is sterile. Straight up. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, this movie's literally I and the the worst part was I saw this Jenny Nicholson retweeted this and it just all she tweeted was she what? And I was like, <laughs> "What?" And I clicked into it and it was that article and then Aaron didn't respond to me for 30 minutes. 
I lost my mind. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no. Anyway, Avatar, Way of Water, coming this December. Uh, we are going to find a way to watch that somehow, and you all will never stop hearing about it ever again. It no. is embedded in the DNA of Mortified. We are going to be, uh, like, the hinges will be fully off. You think we've mm-hmm. been on hinges before? No. I'm not going into that theater experience sober. <laughs> oh, God, no. There's no to, way. <laughs> no, that's a two-shot minimum. Uh, you must be this drunk to watch. We're Ubering uh, into that venue. Like, we're... Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be something. Uh, well, uh, the logistics of that are going to be hard because I also have a tiny bladder. But we'll figure that out in December. It's, um, we'll get you a diaper. It's fine. Uh, you were asking me a question before I played my very good custom sound file that I made. Uh, Layla, we're not usually sports people. Um, how come we're here today? Because uh, we realize it's been a while since we've done a sampler. And you and I both have a soft spot for Q, And we also found some other... Let's face it, incredible programs, uh, and uh, decided to watch them today. <laughs> we found two incredible programs and one program that was a little disappointing, but a we one will talk that was about it. A father of the incredible programs. Yes, definitely a precursor. Um, and I think we'll start. We'll start that. Um, do we want to trade off? I'll do first. I'll actually I'll do the first two because I want to give you Yoamushi Pedal. <laughs> oh, I mean, sure. I don't know how much I have to say about Yoamushi Pedal beyond what you have written here, but yeah, let's okay. go. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll find our, we'll find our cadence as we, we'll, we'll find our cadence we'll as we go. We'll find our cadence as we go uphill. All right. Uh, first, we watched um, Captain Tsubasa, which is a long running uh, soccer anime. Actually got its start and I want to say 1981 or 1982, but we watched, um, we couldn't find those episodes. So I just found the ones that were on YouTube. Um, this is also notably not the 2018 reboot. This was from 2001. Uh, <laughs> we've, we got bought the, uh, the four, three, um, the square anime, which I, you know, haven't seen in a long, long time. Um, but yeah, basically it's about how the titular character Tsubasa, uh, was in elementary school and he was really good at soccer in elementary school. Um, and he meets a, a sad Brazilian man who, who has an alcohol problem. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> we only watched three episodes. Uh, uh, an alcohol problem and a very mild eye injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, basically he just needs, you know, he needs that, um, you know, ocular pressure decreased a little bit. He'll be fine. He'll truly be fine. <laughs> um, second, we watched Kuroko's Basketball, or, <laughs> um, <laughs> as Layla alluded to in the opening, uh, the ink, if you translate it literally uh, from Japanese, it is the basketball which Kuroko plays. <laughs> Incredible. Incre- it's like big red text in the opening title of every episode. It's it's amazing. What a tone. It kicks ass. Um, here's where things start getting off the rails. So, yeah, this is about basketball, I guess. Um, we meet uh, Kuroko, the, the protagonist. Um, and he's, uh, you know, he's a high school freshman and he's, you know, pretty good at basketball because he trained, you know, in, in middle school with this generation of miracles, five other really, really talented middle school players who are just, you know, you know, unfathomably good at basketball. Um, so Kuroko, they all have special nicknames. Kuroko's nickname is the Phantom because nobody, nobody can see him and it, 
Is he dead? Layla, is Kuroko dead? I don't is know. Is this, is this, uh, what's that Bruce Willis movie? A Fifth Element? Yeah, the sixth phantom <laughs> member of the generation of miracles. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. We it's- see dead people, <laughs> specifically dead people which play basketball. <laughs> it's so, literally, nobody sees him. He just appears places. And the only thing that's convincing me is that he is actually alive is the way his ex-boyfriend talks about him, which we'll we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to that, of course. Do you want to talk about Yoamushi Petal? Yoamushi Petal is uh, about an angel sent from heaven who is an otaku who bikes 45 kil- or 90 kilometers every week to go to, like, an anime marketplace, basically, and play gachapon and get little toys um and he what he forgot he knew but he forgot was that his uh seat was not adjusted correctly and his mom gave him a smaller bike gear so that he'd stop biking so fucking far and just take the train but he wanted to save the train fare for the gachapon mm-hmm. so he got super buff on complete accident and that was just like really good at biking had no idea uh, and it's yes. about him and a rich, stuck-up biker who wants to go pro and uh, how they become friends and uh, presumably will join the biking club in episode four. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, real quick, let's. Uh, I want to get your temperature because for me, this was the order from, you know, least to most enjoyed. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk about, you know, our characters real quick. We're, there are a lot of characters to get through. We're only going to name kind of the most important ones. Um, real quick, in Captain Subasa, there's Subasa. He's, you know, like, like a 10-year-old. What, what did you say about him, Layla? Oh, he's like a 10-year-old little soccer god. He's just nice and good at soccer. That's it. That's all there is to him. Yes, that's his whole character. Um, he has a friend. His name is Ishizaki. Um, and he's not as good as, as Subasa, but that's okay. But he, he has the drive to win. Okay, yeah, he, he has the... <laughs> just wants to play. Ishizaki his wants friend to win. is the ball. Uh, <laughs> and Ishizaki's friend is um, winning, which is fine. Um, we also have Roberto, who is Subasa's dad's friend. Um, um, not even. Uh, Ro- <laughs> Subasa's dad is uh, the captain of a cruise ship and ran into Roberto, who is a professional Brazilian soccer player. And he's like, hey, you're going to Japan? Go stay with my wife and son, man I just met. I think it's Subasa's neglected child. <laughs> I think his dad sucks ass. Yeah, man. That man just... His, him and his mustache just disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he's an alcoholic and has a mild eye injury. And I could stand to know less about him. It, the, the entire second episode of the three episodes we watched was just about Roberto. And I was like, we don't need to know this much about this man. He's just a coach. Um, and then there's, of course, Wakabayashi, who is... Um, I would say 17 years old playing against these fourth graders. Oh, he's huge. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's about to start like on the college soccer team. Um, and they're all like, oh, Wakabayashi, he's the best keeper in all of the elementary league. And yeah, because he's too big for the fucking goal. He, he hit puberty already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, he's fine. He's a completely fine villain. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's talk about Kuroko's <laughs> basketball. Here we get into the the character, the what the characters with most character, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think Kuroko is maybe my favorite out of all of the characters we've seen today because of the way he's implemented. It, it, it is very different from a standard anime protagonist. I have never seen a sports anime protagonist be implemented as the side character. Ex- it, that's exactly it, right? Because, like, Kuroko, right, we talked about it. His whole thing is that he is so shitty and bad at basketball that nobody notices he's there, uh, and so he can sneak up on you. <laughs> that's why they call him the Phantom. He's really good at passing. That's his whole thing. He only his, passes. His special talent is passing really good. <laughs> passing really good and being really S- quiet. Subasa is doing full bicycle <laughs> kicks by episode two. Kuroko's just like, whew, go get him. Go get him, Kagami. <laughs> Kuroko, I think my favorite move that he does is he, like, takes a shot and purposefully misses it so that Kagami can, like, pick it up and dunk it. Incroyable. Yeah, no, his special ability is assist. Um, if we compare him to uh, uh, our, our good, good boy uh, from from Haikyuu, right? Because he's he's so good at volleyball. He tries so mm-hmm. hard and works so hard mm-hmm. at volleyball. He's so good. Everyone's like, wow, damn, that shorty's really good. He can really fly. It is the complete opposite reaction from every character about Kuroko because everyone's like, wow, he's really fucking terrible at basketball, actually. Yes. I'm shocked <laughs> we're winning because of him. Yeah, the, we'll talk about the coach, but the coach is like, wow, this kid's already peaked and his his stats are terrible. Um, but yeah, incredible. But like, he is 100% a side character. He is implemented in a way that like, he he's always the, the, the straight man to Kagami, who is the big, you know, athletic American um, who is reacting to him. Like, it's always Kagami who is coming into the shot and then Kuroko just appearing there and Kagami being like, what the fuck, dude? You gotta make more noise. Right, and the big change in episode three... The big change in episode three is Kagami dragging Kuroko into the shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, get over here, idiot. Um, yeah, I, I, I tr- it could really truly be a, a sixth sense thing where he is just dead the whole time and he's just been Kagami's special friend. I would believe it. Honestly, like, the the whole first episode and a half, it's it's completely dubious as to whether this child is a ghost or not. It's so funny. It, it really, because, like, when he signs up for the team, um, uh, Coach Ida's like, I didn't, I didn't know that somebody, I would have thought that one of the, you know, members of the, the Generation of Miracles, I would have talked to them, but he, it just, his signature just appeared. Uh, the lights started flickering. I don't understand. And then he's, you know, all the other five members got interviewed for, for a basketball magazine and all the teammates are like flipping through it. They're like, ah, where's Kuroko's interview? And they're like, oh, Kuroko, they didn't interview you? He's like, no, they did. They just forgot to put it in. <laughs> they did. <laughs> he's the, the most wet of a man he's great i love him he's my favorite protagonist out of out of all of these he rules oh absolutely uh the opposite of wet dog however is our buddy kagami mm-hmm. literally taiga uh taiga kagami yep um, literally a tiger uh you can tell he's from america because and sometimes in the english dub his voice actor sounds like uh joey wheeler hey you <laughs> Hey, Kuroko, you trying to play? Okay. When he is, I'm going to, this is where I show Layla my thing, and you're going to have to edit this in post, Layla. Oh boy, I can't uh, wait. But I'm going to show you um, my favorite thing that he says um, when Kuroko is challenging him to a game of the good old basketball. Shit. That kid still has me on edge. Yes, 
steel? So high. Nothing can stop Kagami now. You douche. Delivery of you douche is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Which is funny because all the best deliveries are actually Kuroko's. So the fact that Kagami gets one excellent delivery is really everything to me. Yeah, but I mean, that's his whole thing. He's angry. He only cares about winning. And he's like superbly athletic. He's like, you know, a foot taller than all the other high schoolers. Um, and he's really good at dunking basketballs because he studied in America. And he dunks so hard he breaks the basket. Yes, uh, as all Americans do. Yes. Uh, he's great. I love him. Um, completely fine for the protag- for the side character who is actually the protagonist. <laughs> um, what do you think about Coach Ida? Uh, she has Shinigami eyes, but for jocks. <laughs> I saw that note and I was like, holy shit, Layla's right. Do you want to explain what that means? She literally looks at them and sees data. Like, it's insane. Her whole thing is that her dad was a personal trainer, so she got a lot. She's spent a lot of time analyzing people, um, and they literally like give them like stats and numbers, and like there's like point values that come up whenever she sees teens uh, nude upper torsos. Um, it's fucking wild. Um, she also likes to haze her boys by by making them out in the day of the school assembly shout from the top of the school building uh, what their goal is for this basketball season. Um, and if they don't um, get their goal, they have to return naked and confess their feelings to the girl that they love. I think of, of all the scenes we watched today, that was probably like top three for me. Um... It wasn't the my favorite scene we'll get to uh in it was in Yoamushi Petal. It was the fucking challenge scene. Um but uh I I just like can you imagine sitting in morning assembly and you're just like vibing with your friends and then all of a sudden once a year the basketball club just starts announcing themselves from the rooftop trying to shout their goals as fast as they can uh before a teacher gets up there. And under threat of, you have to get back up here and show everyone your dick if you fail. I would be running a fucking underground gambling ring in high school. I would be like, okay, over under, how many dicks are we seeing at the end of the year? No, 100%. This is the thing that, like, the upperclassmen in your homeroom is like, all right, kids, so... Here's the thing. The basketball guys are all a bunch of assholes. Um, but here's the catch. In six months, we're going to see some of their balls. And it's going to be great. <laughs> and here's the other catch. For all the balls we don't see, that's how much winning we did. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> great. Good. Uh, I love that. I think Kuroko... <laughs> we get two really good depictions of high school in these two animes. Um, and I just want to live at the high schools that both of these people are at. Uh, where it's just like, oh, the fucking basketball team. Or like, man, the cycling kids are nice, but they're also fucking insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait to meet more of the cycling kids. They're they're fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Who is Ryota? Ryota, Kisei, the the model. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, okay, he's a model, but he also plays basketball. And, okay, mm-hmm. this is the only point I'll dock from, from Kuroko's basketball, which is if he's that hot, I think the boys should also be distracted by him. That should be his superpower. Instead, he's some sort of basketball Kirby. If he sees you do something once, he eats your powers. <laughs> I, I, my note was um, Howl Uchiha. <laughs> <laughs> Because he looks a little bit like Hal with the long blonde hair, and he just does the Sharingan thing where he copies he your ability. And I was like, oh, that's what this guy does. All right. He does just have the Sharingan. That's a much better metaphor. But it's like, 
So he has the Sharingan, and then, like, he walks up to, when he sees Kuroko, he's like, Kuroko, what does he say? He's like, uh, uh. He was like, oh, me and Kuroko, you know, we were always picked on by the other members of the team. You know, I'm I'm actually the worst out of all of them. Um, And and Kuroko's just like, nobody ever picked on me. (laughs) And then he was, uh, before that, he was just like, yeah, me and Kuroko, we were the best of friends. And Kuroko's like, not more than anybody else. (laughs) Nope. Kuroko completely deadpan, like, we ain't, we ain't tight. And <laughs> well, I don't know like, you. Obsessed with, it's very good. It's excellent, even. So funny. Because uh, he gets so butthurt, like, very personally butthurt over the fact that Kuroko's like, I'm not coming with you to your expensive school. Like, I'm staying here because my new boyfriend said we have to kick ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, yeah, because his new boyfriend understands how teams work. Uh, and nobody else in the generation Barely. of miracles. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a he, work in progress. Uh, Kuroko can fix him. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure that happens later on in the season. Um, I noticed uh, on Netflix, there's actually a 90-minute Kuroko's basketball movie. Um, <gasps> so we were talking about watching the Bleach movie earlier in DMs. Maybe that's another thing we could consider. <laughs> oh my god, I would do a bonus episode for the Kuroko's basketball movie. Yeah, listen, Mortified Patreon, um, tell your friends if we could start if we could start getting numbers to justify a Patreon, we will do this. Um but yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's that's it for Kuroko's. Um, Yo, Mushi Pedal. Um, this is, you know, uh, this one was the most surprising to me. This one, I, I was really pleasantly surprised by how fun this one was. Um, let's talk about Onoda. He's a weeb, and he's accidentally great at bicycling. <laughs> it's like if you put, it's like if your mom made you wear leg weights for you know ten years and you never realized it. Um, <laughs> you know and what then he you is? Just like what? He's Rock Lee. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent right. On accident. Yeah, like completely unintentional. Where Rock Lee's like, I'm. I know I'm weak, so I have to work really hard. Anoda's like, I just want to watch anime, and oh no, all these athletic cyclists want me to join their team. Oh fuck. Oh shit. It's literally like Rock Lee's leg weights, like he knows they're there. This will be the equivalent of Mike Guy putting the leg weights on Rock Lee at birth and not, and, oh, sorry, in fourth grade specifically, and <laughs> not telling him, and then Rock Lee being like, hmm, walking's harder, weird, and just <laughs> continuing to walk. <laughs> I gotta go to the anime store. I gotta buy more little minifigs. I love I love Anoda. He's great. Um, you know, I mean, I think he is very much a shonen protagonist in that, like, he's just like, I gotta believe in myself. I gotta try really hard. You know, he we see his evolution. We see him getting better incrementally, even in the first three episodes. Um, but you know, he his whole motivation is that he wants to start the anime club. Um, and I do kind of like a protagonist who like stumbles into greatness on accident as opposed to like just always being great. Um, we'll talk about, you know, the differences between, um, Tsubasa versus the other two. Um, but I think this is definitely one of them where Tsubasa is just born great or (laughs) Onoda's being accidentally good at, at, at biking is very funny. Um, so my manager introduced this like very interesting concept to me, which is she has, um, like a... Uh, basically like a dream skill set like you pick an archetype and you just do all those skills um, I don't know if she wants me to share what hers is but mine is uh, I want to be an adventure archaeologist that's my kind of A class so you pick all of the requisite skills that you should should have as an adventure archaeologist I feel like my B class has always been Broadway performer like I don't actually want to perform on Broadway I want to be able to I want to take voice mm-hmm. lessons. I want to, you know, be able to dance a little bit, like, better, like, get all my box steps in, whatever. 
Um, the other thing that I really want to learn how to do is to be able to sing while I'm running. That is a very difficult skill because singing is all breath control and running is all breath and core control. Mm-hmm. Um, this stupid dipshit idiot <laughs> sings at full volume going up a hill. What's the song he sings? Sings like he may, he may, he may. He's basically talking about. He's singing a song from like. He's you singing know, an anime opening from an anime within the anime called yeah, yeah. Love He May. Yeah, it's about a princess who can get very big. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I want to know more about that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. God, that's the thing. Of these three that I would like consider watching to the end, like Yo Mushi Pedal is very intriguing to me. Um, like, really, really interested to see the lore of this world. Because uh, uh, Onoda's great. Um, what What about his counterpart, Imazumi? Stupid as hell, I love him. <laughs> he's a rich asshole who you know has been training forever to be lance armstrong uh and he gets obsessed with this fucking dweeb who's like i hit that man with my car and he's continuing to pedal up the, the big hill to school how did he do this that's impossible right because he beats him like going up a hill at one point like completely on accident right he has to like mm-hmm. go back to school to get his wallet and then ended up ahead of like the professional cyclist and he's like therein lies my favorite scene where uh, Imaizumi corners Onoda and he's like, hey, I want to challenge you to a race. And Onoda's stupid. So he's like, what kind of race? And the thing that Imaizumi does that is so smart, he's like, if I lose, I haven't joined the cycling club yet, so I'll join your anime club. And Onoda's like, yes, this is how I do it. This is how I bring back the anime club. And he's mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite anime? And Imaizumi basically, has, he has to think about it. And he's basically he's like, like, oh, Ugh. fuck, what's anime? <laughs> Shit. Uh, Pokemon? That's anime, right? And Onoda loses his mind. He's like, isn't it great? You can really see the author's point of view and their hope for the world. And, <laughs> and Imaizumi's just like, this fucking guy. I can't believe I'm obsessed with this kid. My angle. I would go to war for him. Ah, he rules. I, I, I love Anoda. Um, you know, Imaizumi is great. Like we, we, and he, you know, if if we're gonna do the the Haiku comparison, he is um, fuck, what's his name? I was gonna the, call him Kuwabara. It is not Kuwabara. It's Why not. I- it's it's Hinata's boyfriend. Not Kurama. Starts with a K though. Uh, wow, I keep on blanking on my not favorite Kurama, boy. No, that's the name of the team. Haikyuu. I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. Now with my high-speed internet connection. Where is he? Kageyama! Kageyama, fuck! There we go. Couldn't find him. Uh, yeah, he is He is Kageyama, but Kageyama has no social skills. That's not quite the case here. Yeah, Imaizumi is, you know, like, kind of rude, but he, you know, he can he can pull. Um, um, he specifically, we can see how much he can pull when he talks to Miki's friend, um, who is just like, oh, Imaizumi's so hot. But Miki, Miki, who is um, Imaizumi's childhood friend and Onoda's crush, um, I think she's also a very good supporting character. Oh, perfect um, notes. Yeah, I mean, like, she's just like, yeah, my dad works at a bike shop, so I could tell Onoda how to do the bicycling good, because he does fucking nothing about it. He's riding a mommy bike and has not raised his seat in four years. Well, yeah, right. Probably longer than that, right? Fourth, I don't know what grade Fourth in. to tenth grade, so six years, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, she's really funny because she, like, observes him for a while first before she actually fixes the seat. So, like, if Ida is, uh, uh, just chaotic neutral, which, which, let's face it, she is, uh, then Miki is, um, 
I would say neutral good. She gets a lot of data, and then she mm-hmm. does the right thing, but she wants That's her right. data first. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I really like them. I think they're an endearing bunch of characters, and at the very end, we get we get introduced to a whole host of like upperclassmen with all different shapes and sizes. Oh, uh, the we character learn about- design in this show... <laughs> Um, I think all the, the upperclassmen all have, like, different specialties, too. Like, one of them's, like, really good at, like, climbing hills, and the other one's, like, really good at sprints. And it's like, yes, that's that's what that's what sports anime is all about, baby. And the sickest nicknames I've ever heard in my life. One is, like, the snake of the mountaintop. The other one's, like, the human bullet. I was like, fuck yeah, that rules. <laughs> I wish people called me the human bullet in high school. <laughs> oh. Mr. Trackstar over here. I did have a nickname in high school, uh, and it was Jihad because of the way that, one, I was a brown person um, at a Catholic high school, um, and because during dodgeball, I would throw myself at the very good dodgeball players and let them obliterate me, but also ideally kill them with um, my a very close-range dodgeball strike. Um, anyway, I went to high school in the early 2010s, as you can tell. Well, uh... All right, let's do some ranking. Of, <laughs> anyway, let's, just, let's do some ranking, shall we? Uh, what would your ranking be of the? I think I think a good sports anime needs a really solid opening theme. What is your ranking of the opening themes of these programs? Uh, I only watched all of them once because I, I skipped them. Um, but I feel like I feel like what's the basketball one? Kuroko. The basketball I feel like Kuroko was the best. <laughs> Um, followed by um, followed by Yoamushi and then Tsubasa. I agree with you. I agree with okay. you on that ranking. Yeah, I don't remember the ending themes. Um, which, Me how do we rank? Uh, another very important facet of sports anime is explaining something that is very simple with the most amount of drama and tension possible. So, how do we feel about the sports position? This one is Yoshimushi one hundred percent. Um, no, no question. They have the most because, um, specifically with Miki, right? Like Miki is talking about the ways in which you can like, you know, you do, what is the thing where they stand up dancing, dancing. She talks about dancing and then they talk about, um, what's his name? Imaizumi is like, okay, so if you're getting this many rotations per minute and you're going down this hill, what if I give you the cycle, cycle computer that helps you (laughs) talk about, you know, the ways in which your gear shifts will help you improve your rotations per minute. Like it's the most technical bullshit. Like, this is a thing that I liked about Haikyuu, which is where they were teaching you about how um, volleyball works. But this one is about cycling. Um, and even Onoda's like, I'm like, it's like being in a mech suit when he gets all his numbers. <laughs> just like, you big stupid idiot. I love you. Um, and then and then Kuroko's follows that because I really don't think in the first three episodes we get too much technical stuff. Um, I guess... We, we learn what a fucking overhead kick is in Subasa, but the fact that it's being done by a 10-year-old kind of undercuts everything for me. Yeah, I don't even know if that's, like, a real legal move. And they don't, you know, because, like, if you, were, if you were to remake Subasa today and you were, like, trying to explain the overhead, it would be slow-mo, black background, and it would be Subasa like, really zoned in. And he would be like, oh, my God, he's throwing all his weight backwards. And he's going to rotate all the way through. And he's going to force his left thigh up through the rotation so he can bring his right foot up and kick. Mm -hmm. It would be like that. It It has to be meticulous and detailed and a big big thing. And and I I think that Yoamushi does that the best out of any of them. Absolutely. Um, Next up, 
uh, melodrama. I do think, I do think Yo and Wushi Petal is absolutely the most melodramatic. These things go hand in hand with uh, the the sports sports position. Absolutely. I th- I disagree. I think Kuroko's is a little more melodramatic, um, and maybe maybe because it's it's us also making fun of itself in the way that like it always is undercutting the melodrama with Kuroko just being just deadpanning. But like there is a lot of sincerity, right? At the very end when Kuroko doesn't get to announce his. Hold on. One thing about the thing where the kids all stand at the top of the of the thing and announce their goals. There's one team member who tells the school his entire life story <laughs> uh, for like 10 minutes. Uh, he's just like, when I was in kindergarten, I never thought I would be good in school. But then in the first grade, I, I played with my little league team and like it goes on and like everybody is just kind of like, oh my God, he's still talking. We have like eight more people to go. Uh, and eventually the coach just like kicks him in the dick and she's like, all right, next. Um, but like yeah, at the end, Kuroko like you know writes his um, name out or her like his goal out on the on the pavement or whatever, um, and like you know the the seriousness in which Ryota is like I cannot believe you you spurned me in this way. Now I'm really gonna get into it. I think I think Kuroko is a little bit more melodramatic. I think Yoamushi undercuts the melodrama. I think the melodrama exists, but it's only Imaizumi. <laughs> That's I don't I don't know. I feel like. Um, I feel like Anoda gets into it a little bit because he gets a taste of winning. I feel like that bike race is pretty dramatic. That's true because at the end he's like, when he slightly pulls ahead of Imaizumi, he's like, I just wanted to have friends. I don't have any friends. I want to join the anime team or the anime club. Um, like, yeah, I, that's fair. Yeah, I think, you know what it would take for for uh, uh, Kuroko's basketball to overtake uh, Yobushi Petal in the, in the melodrama for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out Kuroko's dead. <laughs> I mean, that's gotta. <laughs> we gotta watch that movie. We gotta watch that Netflix movie to see if he is in fact dead. And like, they just like he still plays basketball, but he very much is a ghost. Like, we're not being facetious. It is genuinely hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> People react to him, but only like afterwards. <laughs> uh, so we kind of did this a little bit, but ranking our favorite protagonists. This is. This is hard. I do have to say Onoda, uh, Tsubasa's always last, but it's it's Onoda, uh, Kuroko Tsubasa for me, but only because Onoda's my son and I love him. Yeah, I mean, I like Kuroko a little more than Onoda just because Kuroko is so different than any anime protagonist that I've seen before. Um, yeah. I, suspect, I suspect that will change if I watched both of them, like, through their co- continuity, because I do think that... You know, for an anime like this to to maintain its momentum, you can't just get Kuroko being the deadpan joke guy. Eventually, he we will start getting to his interiority. We will start getting you know his motivations, and like he will be more anime protagonisty eventually, um, and that's fine. But like for the first three episodes, I really really like Kuroko. Oh, he, yeah, he's he's a he's a fucking riot. And now here's 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 one. How do we feel about the 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 secondary characters? Our our uh, well, they should be our straight men, but not in the case of Kuroko, right? No, no, he's a bisexual king, uh, Taika. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I don't like um, Taiga or um, what's his name Kagami as much. Um, just because he's like kind of a douchebag. Uh, he's like rude and and loud, and I don't like that. Um, Imaizumi is a little bit. The fact that um, Onoda gets under his skin so much um, really endears him to me. Um, Because, like, of course, um, Kuroko gets under Kagami's skin, but, like, I feel like Imaizumi should be cut. Like, Imaizumi should not be affected by Onoda in the same way. 
um, just because Onoda is such a fucking little dweeb. <laughs> Whereas Kagami is like, okay, Kuroko was on the that gener- generation of miracles. You know that means something to me. Uh, I think Imaizumi is so much more obsessed with Onoda, and I that makes me like him more because it's just like, man, you gotta let this go. <laughs> I want Kagami to go the Bandit Keith route. I want him to get so incredibly American. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Imaizumi is just such a dork. He's just a dork-ass dweeb, right? He's not <laughs> like, um... Oh my god, I'm blanking on his name again. Kageyama? Kageyama. He's not like Kageyama... We're too many K names today. Uh, he's not like Kageyama, where Kageyama is like, win, 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 no matter what. No matter what, you win, you win. Fuck the team, I'm the king of the court, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, this is a solo sport, for the most part. Unless you're doing, like, a relay. Um, and Imaizumi is genuinely, like, on a scientific level bothered by this kid. And I think that's very funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think it's the same for me. God, I wish, you know what, Ishizaki and Tsubasa have, like, it is, my theory about Tsubasa is that it's, it's a show that was, was just on for a long time. After you came home from school, you'd come home, you'd make your snack, Tsubasa was on in the background, and it was just kind of noise until something hooked you in and all of a sudden you cared, right? And, like, watching that when you're just seeking it out and you're putting it as part of a sampler, like, it doesn't give you the same experience. Like, we don't have it droning in the background when we go home from school. Um, That being said, I like Ishizaki because he is obsessed with winning, and I think that's very funny. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because he basically just wants to kick that 17-year-old's ass. Um, <laughs> Listen, when when you're a little kid, there's always like some teen who is rude to you, and you're like, "I'm gonna fucking murder that man." Yeah, I find that completely compelling and respectable. So, shouts to him, even though he again, Tsubasa really just ranking. It's not a bad show. It's just not what we were looking for. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron, what makes a compelling sports anime? I mean, I think we kind of talked about all of this like leading up to this right i think it's got to be something where you do get that level of like protagonist is bought in and is trying to you know achieve uh, a sports goal but like um i think the thing that makes subasa a little bit less compelling is that he's already kind of instantly good um right onoda is great because like he's got raw talent but he's not refined yet he doesn't know the techniques and so he he acts as a good character for the audience to learn more about the world of cycling um and like you know similarly like kuroko um i I don't know if that's just because the way that he plays is is so um the opposite of opaque transparent and that nobody can see him do it like they have to explain stuff um but yeah no i i do think that you know I, th- I think you have to have a, a character who who is like has room for improvement. I guess that's the why Kagami is is the person who who is really the main character of Kuroko because like he's the guy who can be trained and molded into a perfect basketball machine, um, and Kuroko is going to kind of guide him through that. Um, but yeah, I feel like you got to have a good main character. I think you got to have sports position. Uh, I think you got to have like a lot of technical, um, you know, obsessing over detail, talking about te- techniques, you know, talking about the ways in which somebody employs a technique that you're just like, oh, I just can't beat him. Like, um, date text iron wall from from um, Haikyuu. That always gets me because it's like, okay, that's a thing. It's it's incredible blocking, and they give it a stupid anime name, and it's like, yeah, okay, great, I'm hooked. It's the same thing as having a special attack, you know, um, you know, it's uh, you know 
Kamehameha, except, you know, <laughs> with blocking volleyballs. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's just got to be earnest. Um, and I think all of these are, are pretty earnest. Yeah, the the sports position thing is so important because you're trying to teach a bunch of weebs about sports as at the same the rules of sport plus sports strategy plus why you should care and how it impacts the story. So it's it's a lot of heavy lifting that those segments have to do. And like I have like Haikyuu truly. I think Yoamushi Pedals like rivals it almost in, in terms of like melodrama melodrama and it's helped by having that cyclocomputer. Um, but damn, Haikyuu's just so compelling and so good at it. Um, I would like to add that in order to, um, make all of these things effective, you need to generate just, like, the most insane point of view character you could possibly get. <laughs> like, they have to be involved. I think part of the reason why, like, Tsubasa didn't work is because, like, even the little bit of explaining that they do about soccer, it's just, like, the character's just not really that invested, um, and Kuroko's basketball, we just haven't gotten granular enough from the point mm-hmm. of view of, like, a Kuroko, right? Like, mm-hmm. we need someone crazy explaining this shit to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a pretty solid list of, like, what makes it work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love sports anime. I honestly didn't think I would, but I do. I really do. I think I think it's a fantastic genre, and uh, everyone should pick a sport that they think looks cool and just get into the anime that relates to it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, which which one of these would you consider watching? Maybe not even just for Mortified, but just, like, for fun? I, I think Kuroko's Basketball and Yo Mushi Pedal I'm, like, intending on watching. Yeah, I think they're both, like, very fun. And, like, from the first three episodes, it's like, there's something happening here. These characters are interesting enough that, like, I would watch, you know, at least another, you know, the first season, another 20 episodes just to see what's going on with these little weirdos. Yeah, because they are weird they're just little weirdos you, I like you Hi- gotta have a little freak <laughs> right like haikyuu they're kind of little freaks right like the main two are freaks but everyone else is more or less normal yo mushi uh, pedal i don't know what the fuck is up with those <laughs> upperclassmen but they are capital f freaks those, those are perverts i would say that <laughs> that's the thing like i think some at least one of the upperclassmen in haikyuu um tanaka uh, our Tanaka, the guy who t- takes his shirt off, he's a little freak too. He is a um, freak. in a different way. Um, I think in Kuroko's basketball, um, we didn't get too much of the other team members. It's basically just Kuroko and Kagami. Um, but I, I does, I does a pervert. We love her. Um, like you got to have enough people that are just like weird and you know, like you said, obsessive about the sport. Um, and then also have enough, you know, something that hooks you as far as their characterization. And like, we got a lot of weird perverts and you know how much we love weird perverts. Right. And it's like, listen, don't get <laughs> us mixed up. Don't get us mixed up. It's not weird pervert like somebody who makes someone else uncomfortable. It's no, just a perverse like just a just a sinful delight in whatever the fuck they're obsessed with. That's what I want. I want, if you I like want a bunch something of little freaks. too much, you're a pervert. You are. Like, we're Kingdom Hearts perverts. It's fine. <laughs> yes, I would say that's true. <laughs> we're not Kingdom Hearts freaks, because that's a different thing. But we are Kingdom Hearts perverts 100%. Most of our DMs, a shout out to at KH Frames on Twitter. Most of our DMs nowadays are just us sending Kingdom Hearts screenshots from that account back and forth. <laughs> Riku's got bugs outside of him now, too. <laughs> It's a good bug distribution. Uh, I think oh, we have a God. great mortified marketing minute for for us this week. Yes. So I was like, all right, Layla, if we're going to pitch our own new sports animes, uh, how do we do that? 
so this took some thinking from me because ice skating is already done. Yuri on ice. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make anything better than Yuri on ice. There is um a hyper local attraction uh, here in Western New York um, called Can Jam, and Can what? Jam <laughs> is a frisbee based sport. Where you have a kind of cylinder with uh, it's open ended on top and bottom, and a slot in the cylinder. And your goal with your team member is to throw the frisbee, and your team member slaps the frisbee into the open top of the cylinder. But if you want extra points, you get it in the slot. Oh, so this is like frolfing, but with alley oops. Okay. <laughs> and then today. In researching this concept, I found out about Can Jam Illuminate, which is glow-in-the-dark Can Jam. Of course, yeah. For all your raving needs. For all your raving needs. Um, So I think I would do a frisbee-based anime. Um, Oh, my God. I think it's time we had an all-girls team. Um, I just want a bunch of little girl perverts Mm -hmm. um, playing frisbee in a park in western New York. This would rule. I'm looking at a, like, neon blue, essentially uh, garbage can. That is, yes. as Layla described, yes. the the frisbee is slimer green. Um, it's incredible. Uh, this is wild. Uh, yeah. That would be a good anime, I think. And you're right. I think we do need more women in sports animes. I know that we watch a lot of shonen here, but, like, you know, you can put, you can do a shonen with girls. I think that girls should be in shonen. I think girls should be protagonists of shonen anime. Well, let's, let's be careful before we curl that monkey's paw. Yeah, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Oh. We talked a lot about perverts. Not that way. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> be so careful. Let's, I've, I've had enough uh, sakuras and Koreans to last mm-hmm, me a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I want them to be good characters. <laughs> gotta specify. They should be good characters. <laughs> more minkies. More uh, minkies. Yes. More minkies. Um, my, my pitch is Hyalai, because I think it's very cool to have just a ball that you sling with a big sling. Um, and I think it would be very fun if we had a bunch of disabled, um, people playing Hyalai. Um, because I think that anime does not often have disability representation, um, one. And I think it would be very cool if not only they had a disabled league, but everybody had very cool specific sports prosthetics. Um, I want, I want people with like fucking mechanized um high ally they can just like screw onto their arm i think that'd be dope as hell oh my god can i pitch you something okay so i'm looking i'm looking at pictures of this sport um at first when you said it i thought lacrosse but no the it's not like a lacrosse stick it's like a big old wooden no it's a it's a scythe yeah (laughs) consider you know what it reminds me of immediately when i look at it t-rex claw oh no (laughs) what if highlight but in a world where we have dinosaurs ah yes perfect (laughs) i don't know how we're gonna do it but it just looks like a t-rex claw maybe it's an isekai maybe it's an isekai where one human gets teleported into a world full of highlight playing dinosaurs and that's how he uh becomes the that's his entry point he's like well i don't understand your strange dinosaur flintstones ass society but i do understand the highs and lows of highlight I'm going to... Oh, my God. You haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of prehistoric highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to drop a 
picture in the chat in our Discord oh chat. My Christ, that is insane. That is a mime. That <laughs> is a mime playing high ally. It's not. It's just a person wearing a beret, but they might as well be a mime. It it does. It's quite French. It's bizarre, and I don't know what to make of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I, this part will have to be edited out as because per last episode, we can no longer bring up mimes on Mortify the Friendship Quest. I also think you could do a steampunk highlight anime and just, just throw that, that be, out there. That would be interesting. I'd love to see a bunch of fucking Victorian orphans playing highlight. That would be great. Wow. Because you said prosthetics, right? Like, what if they mm-hmm. had, what if they were steam powered? I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Why not both? Why not Porquinolistos? Um, well, great. Aaron, do you have anything else to say about anything that we've talked about today? I don't think so, except for that sports animes are good. They are good, actually. Layla, when we are not learning about the epic highs and lows of sports anime, um, where can people find us on the internet? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram, uh, where I'm just vibing for the most part because the world is on fire and I'm too tired to make creative content. Yay! Aaron, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at AaronXXL, where I tweet about uh, tabletop RPGs, health policy, um, and writing. Uh, Just released an episode, or not an episode, an essay on The Bird King on Kaike and the end of the world um, and how those books and American politics all feel like um, the end of the world. Um, if you are interested in that, read that at aavoit.com. Uh, I'm doing another ep- uh, another podcast at The Bible Boys where me and uh, my ex-evangelical friends Josh and Michael talk about Christian media and either praise or condemn it. We have a very special episode coming up with a very special guest um, where we will be playing um, The Adventurer's Guide to the Bible 5th Edition. Uh, that'll be something. Uh, so check that out in a couple weeks. Uh, um, you will actually soon be able to find me and Marty, whose voice you heard last <gasps> week. Uh, on our Inuyasha rewatch podcast. Uh, So be ready for that when it drops. The podcast empire expands! Ah, yes, finally. I'm so excited for that. Finally, I won't have to watch Inuyasha to experience it. (laughs) My ideal way to understand the story. Between our podcast, Naruto Review 2, and uh, Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure, we can have all the popular animes covered and no one has to watch any of them. Excellent, excellent. Um, Our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. And real quick before we sign off, I do just want to say congratulations to... uh, one of our favorite listeners, Max, who is getting married this weekend. Uh, happy uh, marriage to you, Max. Happy marriage to you, Max. Congratulations. Um, Max was telling me about how he was trying to pitch um, our podcast to some of my former uh, cross-country teammates. And I was like, I'm a little embarrassed, uh, but thank you so much, Max. Um, I, I, I respect you fucking fighting the good cause for us. Yeah, every, all of you fuckers should be doing that for us. Yeah, exactly right. Um, when Max gets to be a special guest on one of our upcoming episodes at some point, uh, you will see the benefits of being a shill for Mortified. But um, as this podcast uh, draws to a close, what do we want to leave our uh, esteemed listeners with? Oh, I don't know, you do. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> 
Oh, Christ. 